Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Colin, what are you anticipating from the government decisions today? Well, it revolves around the whole area of the reopening of nightclubs. Yeah, I suppose, Alan, the, the, the announcement there on uh, Tuesday uh, regarding the reopening on Friday, on this coming Friday, uh, four days later, um, really sent uh, a lot of the entertainment in, industry into turmoil. What could, what couldn't we do? Um, you know, while obviously it, it was clarified that nightclubs and obviously the likes of the late bars that we'd have like in the Crown Bar on Saturday and this coming Saturday and Sunday night, while it was confirmed that they can go ahead um, and that people can dance and that you can have tables of 10 and stuff like that. Uh, on the other hand, then the live gigs, you know, we'd have a number of them booked in there to Crown Live, you know, tribute bands that have been booking up well and tickets selling well for the likes of Johnny Cash, Queen, Tin Lizzy, The Eagles, all of these tribute bands are in are coming to Crown Live in December. Lots of a couple of the shows are sold out completely. What are those people going to do if they can't go in? And what's the difference with them standing and dancing in front of a live crowd, a live uh, uh, gig, uh, as opposed to uh, someone that's in a in, in a nightclub dancing? So it was very strange, but I. I do believe there's some progress being made in the background, Alan, on that, and I really genuinely hope that there's going to be some sense brought to the uh, guidelines or the clarifications around it now over the next day or two. Obviously, we're on the on the eve of it, as it is on here on Thursday, and we're talking about gigs right. in the Spiegel tents tomorrow night, on Friday night. It seems crazy, but uh, it's apparently there are is some progress being made, and we're we're awaiting. Um, yeah. Positive news. Having researched this uh, the, this morning, it appears that uh, the updated guidelines are expected to permit the multiple booking of tables in bars and restaurants, and it's also likely that table service will continue in bars, but socially distanced queues will be allowed at bar counters. Would that go some way to appeasing, say, the likes of the, I know you can't speak for them, the LVA and the VFI, they're very strong on this issue of a pub is where somebody is able to sit in the bars to, at a bar counter. <laughs> Well, well, unfortunately, I suppose they have to represent the vast majority of their pubs. And, uh, you know, the majority of their pubs are not, you know, the size of the Crown Bar or, or the size of hotel bars that I'd be used to dealing with. But a lot of them are cheap beans, uh, smaller pubs uh, that have got the, 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 the part of their attraction is the fact that you've got a, maybe a, a bar counter and you might have enough space for two or three people in front of it uh, and, and, little, and little else. So they've got long counters and it's the social interaction with the bar staff and with the, and with the proprietor that kind of characterises the, the bar. So those people are still, you know, they, they're, they're, they're still so restricted. So one would imagine that you could put some measures in place, if it's screens or whatever, yeah. that would allow people to sit at the bar. So I do sympathise with them and that won't help them. But I suppose it will help the public have somewhat of a more normal, um, I suppose, weekend event or, out, or when they're out, uh, out, out at nightclubs or, or the likes of the late bars and stuff. I think it will allow them to have a more normal evening yeah. and, uh, and, and for the staff as well. I mean, this, this is becoming a nightmare for staff. What can we do? What can't we do? What should we be doing? What shouldn't we be doing? It's uh, it's very difficult, but look at we're in it we're in it we're we're coming out of a pandemic. I understand everyone has got the best of intentions and they're all trying their best. But sometimes you'd love for people to engage with the industry and talk to them about what will work before they start laying out these rules and dictate dic- 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 yep. that says we have to do this and do that.
Yeah, I think that's a very fair point and it's a point that needs to be heeded by the government as well. Look, uh, yesterday in the programme we heard from Martin, we spoke to Councillor Joe Sullivan and we spoke to Gerald Manley from the IFA. Rising costs are a, a big issue at the moment uh, and uh, in particular going back to Martin, uh, a tillage farmer who spoke to me yesterday, he talked about the fact that at, at peak season where his fuel costs will be around €30,000 per month, they could be as high as €60,000 in the current climate. And we were speaking off-air, Colm, this is also impacting on the hospitality trade. How come? Sure. Right, right across all industries, I assume. But I know that, for example, in, in, in the Riverside Park Hotel, our energy costs, i.e. our electricity and our gas costs, um, would run at anywhere up to between three and 400000 in the year. We're anticipating now and budgeting for that to come in at 600000 in the coming year. Um, we're coming out of a, a contract on, on our electricity bill at the end of this month, and it's going to go up 67%. Our gas, since last May, we're, we're, we're actually paying 77% higher prices now. So, I mean, this is an elephant in the room. I mean, there's, the energy goes into so many things. Obviously, you only have to pull up at the fuel pumps to realise now that if you were filling your car that might have taken 60 euros, it can take over 90 now, nearly 100 euros if you were filling it with, 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 with petrol or diesel. So it's a, it, it, it's a real concern. Uh, you know, there's, 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 there's rising costs all around us in the construction industry, in, in, in the hospitality industry, our, everything from our, our coffee grinds. And should... They have to go up because obviously all everything has to be transported, and obviously fuel goes into all of that as well. So I, I'm very worried about what prices we'll have to be paying in 2022 for all sorts of goods, such as your coffee or your pint or your or, or your lunch. There, I, I can only see price increases coming down the road, and I mean that's definitely not good news. We're we're, we're already an expensive country to visit to mm. or, or, or to uh, enjoy the services of um, we don't need further price uh, inflation that's for sure but I think it's inevitable it's coming at us like a juggernaut and finally Colin you've been pushing 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 to further create more employment uh, another hotel within the county and you've had some disappointment yeah unfortunately um, Alan we were uh, we were refused permission for the, the second time by on board Planola uh, on Monday there for the hotel that we had planned at the end of the bridge um, both Anthony and I are, are, are devastated, to be honest. Um, we really thought that uh, we had, uh, in fact, we know we had ticked all the boxes. The, 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 the board planola's inspector even acknowledged all of that and was recommending it to be approved. But lo and behold, the powers that be in board planola decided that it wasn't for us, it wasn't for Wexford. And although it's a gateway site and... Uh, and uh, and, and um, earmarked for to have a landmark building on it. Obviously, um, it's uh, it, it, it was uh, too adventurous, I suppose, if that's the, if that's the word. Um, mm. But at, at this stage, you know, the county council wanted it. They were very happy with it. As I say, the board's inspector was very happy with the adjustments that we had made, and still we we out, we get we get shot down with it for the second time around. And these things just take huge money, huge money to prepare and bring uh, for application. So it's right. a it's a major setback to the project, and we're, right. we'll we'll have to 
dust ourselves off over the coming weeks and see where we mm. go from here. Uh, but uh, yes, indeed, very yeah. disappointing can, news I, for, for us and for Wexford, I believe. I can sense your frustration because you had planned to employ up to 200 people in something like this. And also, any idea of the cost that you've, you've put into it at this stage, uh, Colin? I'm uh, sure it's 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 hundreds of thousands running oh towards you know running towards the million even you know it's it's well over half a million at this stage between both applications well over it um and you know you don't obviously like whinging about that you you obviously know the game you're getting into and the game you're entering but to have to have come back a second time um, with the checklist in your hand and you haven't ticked all the boxes and still get turned down again. Right. I mean that's that's just devastating, you know, and uh, and, and really it's uh, right. It's it, in some ways it's not as I said to someone yesterday. It's not really about whether it's my money or Anthony's money. It's in some ways it's the, it's it's the employees and the future employees' money in such a place. You know, at what yeah. stage do you give up and leave let, let, leave your sword down and not okay. and not try to go fight the battle to bring to bring more employment? It's not just about more employment, but it's about tourism. It's about driving footfall on the streets of of, of, of Wexford. It's a, it's it, I feel it's a very major loss indeed. Now right. that it hasn't gone. That it hasn't gone ahead, but sure. Look, we'll, yeah. we will, we will, as I said, dust ourselves off and have a look and may, try, try to come back with something. Maybe I guess uh, I, I'm speaking uh, without having chatted with Anthony about that now as well. But we'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have to see where we go from here. Have they told you why, Colin, that they turned it down? Um, yeah, the uh, uh, the reasons that seem to be in in, in line with the in, in line with the, the kind of direction that is that it's going to stand out too much. But you know, it's a landmark site in the development plan. It's highlighted to be a gateway site. The whole idea is not to put the same old same there, but to actually be a signature as you're coming into a, into 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 the town. Um, so I I don't quite understand that fully. So look, we've got to read down a bit more into it. To be honest, I hadn't got particularly the stomach to go too far into it this week. To be honest, we were just so devastated. But um, anyway, that's business, I guess, and we may get on with it. Southeast Radio's morning mix.